you're guilty. Guilty of the work that you didn't do. And you know, you know that if you take those dice and you roll them over and over and over and over again, the house always wins. Eventually, it comes up snake eyes. Eventually, you lose. Eventually, somebody falls off the ladder. Eventually, somebody gets something in their eye. Eventually, something bad happens. All of these things exist for a reason. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Hey, welcome back everyone to the Midweek Mindset. Before we jump in, I just wanted to remind you that the Military Sherpa Podcast is available on all of the major platforms, but it's also available on Audible. And right now, today, I'm going to ask if you can do me a huge favor, just go out and leave us a review on Audible. I know a lot of you have left a review on iTunes. It'd mean the world to me if you would go out there and leave a review on Audible as well. So that being said, let's jump into the midweek mindset. And the midweek mindset comes from Voltaire. And the quote goes like this, every man is guilty of the good he did not do. Every man is guilty of the good he did not do. And that comes from Voltaire, one of my favorite quotes. And it's kind of weird when you think about everything that Voltaire stood for and and kind of his philosophies, because his quote actually makes me think of life and death and and the afterlife and and what it's going to be like when we die. And for me, I often picture myself in heaven and and there are predominantly two types of conversations that I picture in my mind, two different types of conversations that we'll be having right away and, and that will probably dominate a lot of our time. And the first one is centered on gratitude. And I do truly believe that when we die, we're going to meet people that we impacted in this life that we never knew that we impacted. Perhaps it was the $5 that I gave someone. Perhaps it was helping somebody with their bags. Maybe it was helping push somebody's car when they were were broken down in the middle of the street. And you have no idea what the second and third and fourth order effects of that were. And I often think that there's going to be a line of people that are going to be standing to to meet me or that I'll be standing in line to meet just to thank them for the impact that they had on our lives. And they never knew in this life what they had actually done. And I think that that's a very real thing. I think that every one of us, we do these things. We do small things, big things. Sometimes we know that we're doing something major. You know, I get on stage and I speak to 3,000 people and someone in the audience may come to me later and say, hey, that thing that you did. And those happen on this side of eternity. So I picture them happening on the other side of eternity. But the second type of conversation, which probably isn't as exciting, are the conversations we're going to have about why didn't you? There's going to be that person or there's going to be God and, and you're going to have a conversation and it's going to be, hey, I put this opportunity in front of you and you didn't take action on it. And, and what was going on there? Why? Why didn't you trust me to talk to that person? You felt bad for them, but you didn't give them a dollar out of your pocket. You, you, you didn't take action. Why didn't you take action? And those conversations scare me. And I often think of things like if you have a problem with drinking and driving, I don't picture the afterlife being a conversation about why did you drink? I have a picture of the afterlife being, you know, why didn't you trust me enough to to get off of alcohol? Why didn't you trust me enough to take that step? And it seems like a weird thing. Like this is a leadership podcast. Why am I talking about spirituality? I never talk about my faith on, on this show. Almost never, if ever. And this quote really speaks to me. Every man is guilty of all the good he didn't do. And I believe really strongly that that we can't walk by people that need help. 
Yesterday, I was walking with my daughters, and there was uh, someone who was trying to get her car out of the driveway, and I don't know how she wound up in this position. I, I seriously thought I was about to get ambushed, right? Like, it kind of felt like that. But seriously, like, she needed help, and, and her car needed to be pushed. And she's like, I'll help you. And I was like, no, I got it, because look, I've been working out. And, and so I, I start pushing her car so that she can get her other car out. And like, I could have very easily just kept walking. And I strongly believe that my kids need to see me helping people that need help. And that the people I lead need to see me helping people that need help. And I believe that we can't walk by situations. Now we have to take safety into concern. And I have conversations with my kids about those types of things as well. But virtually everywhere we go, because we don't walk by problems, everywhere we go, we see people that need help because we're focused on something different. Because we're focused on helping people, people that need help seem to, to pop up in front of us. And so that's my personal life and that's my family, but in leadership and in followership, and in, in our families and our teams, it's the same. And the rule is never assume, and here's the crux, I think, never assume that someone sees what you see. And so when I think about Voltaire and what he says is every man's guilty of the work that he didn't do, think about safety violations. You walk by a safety violation. You see that the, the, the technical order is not being followed. People are not wearing their safety gear. People are taking risks. They're standing on a ladder. There's no spotter. There's all of these things that we walk by because we don't want to say something. We don't want to lose influence. We don't want it to be awkward. We don't want to be the bad guy. X, Y, Z. You're guilty. Guilty of the work that you didn't do. And you know, you know that if you take those dice and you roll them over and over and over and over again, the house always wins. Eventually, it comes up snake eyes. Eventually, you lose. Eventually, somebody falls off the ladder. Eventually, somebody gets something in their eye. Eventually, something bad happens. All of these things exist for a reason. We're guilty of the good that we didn't do. And sometimes in those situations, leaders, followers, subordinates, it doesn't matter. You walk by issues and you don't take action on them because it costs you something. Being guilty always costs you something. And so we, we walk by these things. What about that bad attitude? You've got a subordinate, an airman, a seaman, a, a marine. They, they've got a bad attitude. And it's easier to do it yourself than it is to deal with them. You've got an entitled child. And it's easier to do it yourself than it is to deal with them. It's easier to, to deal, it's easier to walk by it or to let the problem persist than it is to fix it because fixing those kinds of problems are hard. And so you let them go. And when you let them go, what happens? You pass them on and that bad attitude goes on to somebody else. And that person climbs the organization. They climb the ladder because nobody stopped them. Nobody fixed their problem. Nobody cared enough to sit down and go, hey, You've got a tendency and this tendency is going to prevent you from reaching your potential and you've got to do something about it. And I want to help you. I want to coach you. I want to fight for your highest possible good because I care about you and I want the best for you. And you've got to tackle that problem. But we allow those bad attitudes to persist because it's easier than dealing with them. You're guilty. You're guilty of the good you didn't do. You could have transformed that person's life. They could have had a rehabilitation, a recovery story, a leadership journey. And then they could go on and use that to transform other people in similar situations. And they look back as you being the person that changed the course of their life and of their career. But we walk by, so we're guilty. That toxic sub-leader you have, someday they're going to be a toxic leader. That combative airman that you have, that combative soldier that you have, they're going to be horrible tyrants of bosses if somebody doesn't take care of them. Insubordinate bad attitude airmen, junior enlisted, become unmanageable senior enlisted. What about those lieutenants that are difficult to work with, difficult to work for? You wait them out because they've got problems. 
We're guilty of the good that we don't do. Never assume that somebody sees the problems that you see. If we don't deal with our young lieutenants when they're young, they become unmanageable majors. They become unmanageable squadron commanders. God forbid they become unmanageable generals and colonels. We become guilty of the good that we don't do. And so for me personally in my life, what I've decided and what I decided while I was still in the military as well, was that when I encountered those types of problems, they were going to be a game. They were going to be my, my challenge. They were going to be what I lived for, that I was going to take the people that I had the biggest problems with, and I was going to try to turn them into my favorite people. I was going to try to take the people I had the most difficult relationships with, and I was going to try to win them over and change them, not because I wanted to feel good about myself, but because I wanted them to be the best version of themselves. And this applies everywhere. When we see standards being violated, we can't walk by them. We become guilty of the good that we didn't do. When people are doing wrong, thinking wrong, acting wrong, making sexually explicit jokes or racial jokes, we can't allow those things to persist. We become guilty of the good that we didn't do. And there's two types of conversations I believe that we're going to have in the afterlife. And in all of these situations, you can look back 10 years or 20 years and picture yourself in that person's life and have a conversation with them and say, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Thank you for the impact you had and look at the cascading effects that that had generationally. Look at the impact I had because of what you did in my life. Or, or are they going to look at you and say, why didn't you do something about that? Look, I, I lost an eye. You saw me without my glasses and you never fixed it. And you say, well, it's your responsibility to wear your glasses. Well, yeah, it is. But you didn't correct me as a leader, as a peer. You didn't demand that I follow safety standards. You could have saved my eye. You're going to live with that. Someone had a bad attitude. It prevented them. They get out of the military early. They never get that big promotion. Eventually, they encounter their opposite who's willing to push them down or take them out. And it's like, you saw this. Why didn't you do something about it? Two conversations. Anytime that you encounter something that's just wrong, that's not right, that needs to be dealt with, which conversation do you want to have someday? Do you want to look back and be the catalyst for positive change? Or do you want to look back and say, man, I really wish... I can meet that person now. You don't want to look back. You don't want to look back with regret. Do the right thing. Never walk by a problem. So I hope you enjoyed this midweek mindset. I hope that it sparks something in your mind, in your imagination, pushes you over the edge to tackle or to, to encounter head on that problem that you see that you haven't been dealing with. And if you like this episode, understand that this episode is sponsored by my book, The Leader's Garden. Now, my book is all about how we grow healthy, high-performing people. If you enjoy this podcast and the way every episode is actionable and really to the point, The Leader's Garden is exactly the same thing. So every chapter drives real change, and it leaves you with action that you can take today. So just go to book.marktilsher.com or search for The Leader's Garden on Amazon. Get your copy today if you don't already have one. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, see you Monday. All right, I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilsher.